G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Tuesday, always good to get insight into what's happening as things are developing in the Middle East, especially as they are impacting on the nation of Israel. And so Ron Ross back with us, having scoured the headlines overnight, bringing us the latest breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, who's inaugurating Israel's new government with a call for sovereignty. What's the story? Yeah, Prime Minister Netanyahu on Sunday presented his new government in the Knesset and said it's time to extend Israel's sovereignty to Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria. The time has come for both our neighbours, the Palestinians, and the members of this house to accept this, Netanyahu said, as Arab Knesset members Yusuf Jabarin and Sami Abu Shahidi heckled him, saying the Jewish communities were built on the occupation of another nation. The Prime Minister also said the government would fight moves by the International Criminal Court to adopt a Palestinian claim that some Israeli housing built on disputed land constitutes a war crime and prosecute members of the Israeli military for actions in defensive wars started by the Hamas terror group in Gaza. Ron, conspiracies fly because with all of the tensions that are going on in the world between US and China especially, uh, the Chinese ambassador died. Uh, What are the issues here being reported? Chinese ambassador to Israel, Du Wai, was found dead in his home on Sunday, sparking rumours and an avalanche of media coverage. There is no evidence that anything but natural causes was involved. However, the death of the ambassador of a high-profile state like China at this complex time, amid the coronavirus pandemic and in the wake of U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's visit, with stories about U.S. pressure on Israel regarding China relations, feeds online conspiracy theories. The ambassador was found in the morning at his Herzliya apartment, and no official statement was made immediately. G.Y. had only arrived in Israel in February when the COVID-19 pandemic was at its height in his home country. The level of conspiracies and anti-China comments flowed. Some wrote that China should be sent packing. Others said something smells fishy. But I noted today that China yesterday indicated the death was from natural causes. Okay, travelling east a little, a focus on Iran and the supreme leader in Iran declaring Americans will be expelled from Iraq and Syria. How are the headlines looking here? Yes, uh, Ayatollah Khomeini said on Sunday that uh, Americans will be expelled from Iraq and Syria, renewing Iran's demand for U.S. troops to be withdrawn from the Middle East. Iran almost got into a full-blown conflict with the United States when a U.S. drone strike 
killed top Iranian military commander Qasem Soleimani in Baghdad on January 3, prompting Tehran to retaliate with a missile barrage against a U.S. base in Iraq days later. Khamenei said Americans' actions in Afghanistan, Iraq and Syria had led to them being hated, according to a transcript of a speech to students published on his website. The Americans won't stay in Iraq and Syria and will be expelled, he said. Last month, U.S. President Donald Trump said he had instructed the U.S. Navy to fire on any Iranian ships that harass it at sea, but said later he was not changing the military's rule of engagement. They're certainly watching each other. Ron, there's some developments around the way that Israel has some intention to annex what's called the West Bank, and Jordan's King Abdullah has warned of a massive conflict if Israel does annex the West Bank. And this is a very serious concern. We referred to it in the opening statement of the new government, and in an interview with German weekly Der Spiegel, Abdullah said a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict was the only way forward. He said what would happen if the Palestinian National Authority collapsed? There would be more chaos and extremism in the region. If Israel really annexed the West Bank in July, it would lead to a massive conflict with the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan. Abdullah also hinted that annexation could lead to the annulment of the peace treaty his late father, King Hussein, signed with Israel in 1994. It's really at a very uh, serious situation. I noted the uh, Israeli ambassador to the USA this morning made a statement that Israel should move quickly because Biden might beat Trump in November. Hey, let's talk through some issues that are rising in Iran as well because there's a sacred Jewish site in Iran and it's a site that commemorates Esther and Mordecai. Uh, It's been set ablaze, Ron. The National Director of the Anti-Defamation League, Jonathan Greenblatt, announced on Twitter that the tomb of Esther and Mordecai in Iran was torched. Disturbing reports from Iran that the tomb of Esther and Mordecai Holy Jewish site was set afire. We hope that the authorities bring the perpetrators of this anti-Semitic act to justice and commit to protecting the holy sites of all religious minorities in Iran, Greenblatt said. Prior to the arson of the tomb, one Twitter user named Mohammed Badi Akia threatened to destroy the holy site on May 14 in response to a tweet by the Israel Foreign Affairs Fazi Twitter page. U.S. envoy to monitor and combat anti-Semitism, Elan Carr, strongly condemned the attack on the tomb of Esther and Mordecai and said Iran's regime is the world's chief state sponsor of anti-Semitism. And, Ron, finally, an Australian connection here, where Australia has thanked Israel for help that was given to Aussies who were trapped by COVID-19. What's the story? Yeah, the Foreign Minister, Maurice Payne, has officially thanked Israel for its help in flying Australians home during the coronavirus pandemic. Yet another example of the ongoing outstanding cooperation between Australia and Israel. In part, the letter said, On behalf of the Australian government, I would like to convey my sincere thanks to you and your government for helping Australians to return home during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
All countries have faced significant challenges in responding to COVID-19, including an unprecedented demand for consular services from citizens overseas. I particularly appreciate your government's generosity in allowing more than 70 Australians to take up seats on halal flights arranged by Israel. Signed, Marisa Payne. Well, Ron, thank you so much. Uh, an, an update uh, done with wonderful expertise as usual. Thank you so much for taking some time to scour the headlines, bringing those to listeners today, and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Have a great day, Dale. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.